Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. There is a fascinating situation unfolding with Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grady today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Plus as well, not to mention Sirius XM at Channel 80, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get to Shohei Otani as well in just a bit. And Shohei put on a show last night, too. He certainly did. Way. My goodness. And it's going to leave some really interesting questions when it comes to his future with the Angels. But, you know, this is something that is going to be a story all year long and has already been a story really since the day, opening day, when Aaron Judge officially turned down the Yankees' $215 million extension offer and decided to go into this year and play out the season and test free agency. And the Yankees, for their part, made it public as to what Aaron Judge turned down. Buster Olney, ESPN MLB Insider, was on KJM this morning and was talking about what actually could transpire with Judge depending on how this whole season plays out and the teams that are actually going to enter into that bidding. Because if you're Aaron Judge and you're this close to free agency and you're checking every box, you're having about as good a season as you could hope for, you're going to want to get out into the open market. Uh, and then, as you know, Max, I mean, the refrain in baseball has always been all it takes is one owner, you know. Uh, and so if an owner from another team, the Giants, uh, the Chicago Cubs, uh, Steve Cohen of the Mets, you know, the Red Sox, uh, they get involved in the judge sweepstakes. Who knows where this goes? But there, there's no question that uh, Judge set himself up for a huge payday this winter. So we know the obvious names that are going to come up already. Steve Cohen and the Mets, no it's going to be a thing. Yep. And it could be a nightmare. I think the Red Sox are absolutely going to be in this next year. They almost signed Bernie Williams 20 years ago, for those who may remember. And he almost left the Yankees to go to Boston. They have always been uh, aggressive when it comes to that stuff. We look at the California teams, and you're immediately going to think that they're going to be involved because Aaron Aaron Judge Judge is from California. He's a California guy. Yeah. If you are putting your money on it at this time next year, and I actually would want to see if Caesars Sportsbook is going to put this up soon. What team is Aaron Judge playing for at this time next year? That's a great question. I, I don't know, Carlin. I do know how this version of the Yankees operate with Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. They typically don't move off of their valuations, and that's what Buster only told the KJM crew this morning. Think about the Robinson Cano situation when he was a free agent once upon a time. The Yankees had an offer on the table. The Seattle Mariners able to beat that offer. Robinson Cano came back to the Yankees. They said, no thanks, they passed on him. Turned out to be the right decision for the Yankees because that was an abysmal contract on the back half of it. I think this regime is cognizant of what those deals are going to look like in the latter years. And so for a team that has a championship window that's wide open right now, I could see a world where the Yankees say, you know what, we're not going to pay what other teams are willing to pay Aaron Judge just because we don't know what this deal is going to look like four or five years from now. To that, I would say as a Yankees fan, I don't care if Aaron Judge can help me get a championship or championships in the next couple of years. What difference does it make what the deal looks like four or five years from now? I don't think he's going to be here. I think they are going to stick to their guns on what they think he is worth. That number is going to go up. 
Chris, you know why it's going to go up, Carlin? Because he's batting 300, which yep. is a career best. He's got 25 home runs, 50 RBIs, and he's got an OPS over 1,000, and we're almost halfway through the season. Yeah. That's why the number's going to go up. You know why it's going to go up? Because he's the unquestioned leader of that team, and you're talking about this team being on pace to beat the 98 Yankees with regular season wins by six games. They're on pace to win 120 regular season games. Chris, it's unbelievable what they're doing right now. To this point, the Yankees put too much stock now in two things. Number one, being a Yankee. I don't think that has the same value long-term for a player that it used to. Derek, you, can't, you can't say that. Well, no. hang on, though. You can't say that. Derek Jeter needed to be a Yankee for his entire career, and he knew it. I don't know that Aaron Judge has to be a Yankee for his entire career. If we're talking about finances, if we're talking about all that kind of stuff, not just salary, we're talking about endorsements, all those things. I don't think it's so necessary for Aaron Judge to continue to be a Yankee for his entire career to make that same kind of money down the road. Well, the Yankees are an international brand. I don't know that you can say that about a lot of teams in Major League Baseball. Do you think he goes somewhere, though, and Aaron Judge gets lost? I'm not saying he's going to get lost, but the Yankees have essentially bolstered his profile. I mean, there is no more popular player in the entire sport than Aaron Judge. Now, his size has a lot to do with that. His production has a lot to do with that. But think about this. Mike Trout is one of the very best players in baseball, and he might as well be in baseball Siberia playing for the Angels. Think about that. So, I mean, there, there, is, a value Ch- to be, there Trout- is a value to being a Yankee. But Mike Trout there doesn't is. want to but, be marketed. But, but, but is the, what is the value on the salary on an AAV standpoint? From an average annual value, what is the value of the Yankees? How does that factor into the math for Aaron Judge? That's the unknown that we don't know. But let me ask you this. Mike Trout's a guy that does not want to be marketed. Shohei Otani, have we lost him because he's playing for the Angels? We haven't. We haven't lost him. He's one of the biggest stories in baseball every single day. So it leads to this. If we start talking about Judge, you have to start trying to figure out a year from now what the Angels are actually looking at when it comes to Otani and his contract after 2023. More from Buster this morning on that whole situation. If you're in the Angels situation... They have a potential crisis looming in the next 16 months because Shohei Otani could be a free agent at the end of 2023. Guess who the most important person was in luring Otani to the Angels? That would be Billy Epler, their former general manager who now works for the Mets and Mm. Steve Cohen. (laughs) So, you know, if you're you're the Angels, to me, you know, a natural progression this offseason would be to go to Otani and say, look, can we work out something? Can we work out some sort of a long-term deal? And if he stiff-arms you, then, yeah, maybe you do look at Aaron Judge to protect yourself in case Otani uh, has his eyes to go someplace else where he's a better chance to win. So, I'm going to paint just a little scenario. You tell me what you think. It's Canty right. and Carlin in for Greeny I'm on listening. ESPN Radio. Aaron Judge goes home to California, signs with the Angels. Because the Angels figure out this offseason – that for next year, they're not going to be in a place where Otani is going to be financially viable for them. But they can sign Aaron Judge. Otani then, they turn around and trade Otani at that point this year because you got to figure out, look, if we're not going to be in a half a billion dollar potential for Otani, then we need to do something else 
and that would naturally be Judge or somebody like that, wouldn't it? In that if case, you're Aaron Judge, why would you want to go to the Angels, though, so they can do to your career what they've already done to Mike Trout? Well, and I'm, have you and have you in a situation where you're not to go home to California because I don't think the well, Dodgers well, well, are going to pay him. Well, well, that's the thing though that that would be the only reason you're going home to California and you're going to get paid, but you're not going to be in the postseason picture. All right, let's, and I don't know that Aaron Judge it. and his camp are willing to sign up for that. All right, but then let me rephrase it. Please do. The Yankees decide we're not going to dedicate that kind of money to Judge. Yeah, because you know, Juan, because we're going to look at Juan Soto in the future. No. You know what we're going to do instead in the future? What's that? We're going to try to trade right now for Shohei Otani. The guy that they wanted all along in the very beginning. The, the very reason that Giancarlo Stanton is a Yankee because they didn't get Otani because he didn't want to be on the East Coast. Well, if it's $400 million, he may want to be on the East Coast. He might be able to be. Listen, if guys are joining the Live Golf Tour for their kind of money, I think Otani could be convinced to go to the East Coast. The Yankees trade for Otani this offseason as opposed to signing Judge long-term. You don't need to do that. If you're the Yankees, you don't need to do that. The value in Otani is him being a two-way player and him being a really good starting pitcher as well as mm-hmm. a big bat in your lineup. You, you've got the two be- birds, you one got, stone, you've my got, friend. You've got the best pitching in all of the major leagues. You're going to think you've that's got all be- going to continue? You've got the best pitching in all of the major leagues. Well, you so, don't need to upgrade your starting pitching right so now. Your starting minute. pitching I can, is fine. I, I can get a left-handed bat in Yankee Stadium yeah. who's a tremendous player and somebody that who, can start who, who, for me every five days and be who, great. Whose left-handed bat would you prefer, Shohei Otani's or Juan Soto's? Exactly. I think it's uh, – No, it's not close. I, it's not close. Don't it do kind of is when one no, guy can do, do both. You, don't do that to yourself. I'm not, not trying close. to twist this as into a, a pretzel. As a, as a hitter, it's not close. Now, the, the value of Shohei it's as a It's not pitcher, close? As a hitter, no. no. He hit 40 and 100 last year. No, no. I, I'm, Juan Soto hasn't even driven at 100 runs yet. Okay. But listen, I know he's 23 years old. I understand that. But my point is <laughs> simply a, this. That's a big deal. It's a, it's, that's a very big deal when you start talking about $300 million contracts. Uh, I, I'm telling you. I could see a scenario where the Yankees start to tell themselves, you know what? If they being the Angels, decide we're not going to be able to meet that price, we need to turn around and trade him now, then every single shortstop prospect I've been hearing about for five years with the Yankees is going to be headed to Anaheim this offseason. Listen, all I'm simply saying is this. I I think the Yankees got to be able to figure this out. This is one of those situations where Brian Cashman needs to open up the purse string, similar to what he did a couple of years ago with getting Garrett Cole from Houston. He's got to do that same thing with Aaron Judge because of the intangibles that Judge brings to the table. Not just as a player, not just the production, but what he means to that locker room and what he means to this city, what he means to the sport of baseball. I'm going to tell you right now the team where Aaron Judge is going to end up, and that's San Francisco. Yeah, He'll be a giant next year. I believe yeah. that when he signs with the Giants. By the way, Juan Soto in his age 20 season drove in 110 runs. Oh, I thought he drove in on 90, 98 or something no, I'm like just that. saying, 110 All runs. right, so I was wrong on 110 runs. runs like, okay. At 20 years old. Okay. Stop yourself. Otani oh, did stop, 20 stop, runs stop, last year stop and yourself. Stop yourself. Stop yourself. All right, I was wrong on the 100 runs. Okay. 
Listen, facts don't ever get in, in the way of any kind of argument I have. <laughs> Here we go. You should know Here that. Here we go. Here we go. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. I could have sworn he did. I checked it the other day, too. Uh. Bet on me. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. NBA draft is tomorrow night. One team is looking to crash the party in the top five. We'll tell you who it is. They have made an offer to do it, reportedly. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Are the Knicks actually ready to move up into the top five of the NBA draft tomorrow night? Canty and Carlin in for Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at Progressive.com. So the Knicks, according to reports this morning, Ian Begley of SNY uh, saying that he has heard that the Knicks have already offered multiple first-round picks to the Sacramento Kings to move up to the fourth spot. They've also checked in with the Pistons. Again, this is all nothing confirmed, but I have to believe they are doing everything they can, trying to move mountains, heaven and earth, to try to find a way to get up and draft Jaden Ivey. And I got to tell you, Chris, you said this yesterday. more I think about it, the more I'm with you. Like, there's nothing outside of R.J. Barrett that the Knicks can give up that would be too much to try to go get Jaden Ivey. Yeah, they can have it. Whatever the Sacramento Kings want, they can have it because that's what you have to do. And what's been the biggest issue for the Knicks, I don't know, the past couple of decades? The backcourt, and specifically point guard. point guard. I mean, listen, they were holding on to Derrick Rose for dear life, and he was on last legs in terms of his NBA career. But that's how valuable a point guard is, especially when you're trying to develop young players like R.J. Barrett, Carlin. you got to have somebody that can break the defense down off the bounce, that can distribute, that can get the ball to guys in their spots where they can score in a half court, but then also somebody that can be dynamic. And they just don't have a lot of shot creators on that team. So adding a piece like Jaden Ivey, I think that's the look that that's the move that Leon Rose and World Wide West and everybody in the Knicks staff has been waiting on. They right. haven't had that signature move just yet, Carlin. I think this would represent that if they were able to make the move from eleven to number four. I might be a little bit nuts here, but I, I know what I'm about to say, but I believe this. I would rather move up to go and get Jaden Ivey than to sign Jalen Brunson, if well, that's what we're talking about. I mean, that, 
Well, the Knicks did go out and hire Rick Brunson, right. Jalen I mean, Brunson's are we, father. Are we talking about one or the other, or are I, we talking I, about I, potentially both? Well, well, here's the thing. It could be potentially both, but I would just seem, it would seem to me that if you do invest that much in Jaden Ivey, you would be, in effect, handing him the keys to the yes, team. Yes, I agree. And so I don't know that you need to necessarily bring in Jalen Brunson. If I that agree. Make, if that makes sense. So if you're going to make that big swing, which I think the Knicks should absolutely look into, then I don't think you go after Jalen Brunson. The only thing is, like I, I said, you did hire Rick Brunson, his father, who was also on Tom Thibodeau's staff once upon a time in another, another team. So, I would Which say, would you rather, though? I would rather Jaden Ivey. As would I. Because I. I think Jaden Ivey has the potential to be more dynamic than Jalen Brunson. In year one, Jalen Brunson is going to be a better basketball player because he's got more experience. Yes. But over the long haul, which I think is how the Knicks should be looking at it, Jaden Ivey is your guy. And here's the thing, Carlin, about what it's going to take in order to get him. Think about all the draft capital that the Knicks have over the next three years. I mean, they got their, their first and second round picks this year. They're number 11 overall in the lottery. But then when you look at 2023, Carlin, they've got their own first-round pick. They've got the Mavs pick, which is top 10 protected. And let's face it, the Mavs are not going to be a lottery team next year. So they'll have the Mavs first-round pick next year. They'll also have three second-round picks in 2023, Carlin. Not to mention, when you get into 2024, they've got their own first-round pick and a couple of second-round picks as well. They've got a lot of draft capital. Why not use that draft capital Agreed. to solve the biggest question that your organization has been trying to figure out over the last two decades? Who the hell is going to be our point guard? Preach! Jaden Ivey seems like he's the guy. Could they're not they're agree comparing more. him to Ja Morant. Wouldn't you like to have a guy like Ja Morant in the garden? Oh, I think so. You came one pick from getting Ja Morant in the garden that year that R.J. Barrett, Zion, and Ja came out. You came one pick from getting Steph Curry in the garden years and years and years ago. Okay. How about we move up and not leave that up to chance anymore? There you go. And I think this would be the thing. It's the perfect situation. It's not like the Sacramento Kings need another point guard, Carlin. They just traded away Tyrese Halliburton because they had too many damn point guards on their team. To me, this is the perfect situation for the Knicks to be able to take that big swing on a player like Jaden Ivey. And Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. I, I do have to ask you this. Jay Billis is going to join us in 10 minutes to break down the draft and all of the prospects coming up in just a few. This morning, here at South Street Seaport in the city, walking up to the ESPN studios, I am still waking up. I stayed over in the city last night. Okay. Because we did our show 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, Canteen Carlin. Love the plug. It's great. Um, And I walk up to South Street Seaport, and there is what appears to be a 50-foot to 75-foot monkey with a sailor's hat and a Hawaiian shirt Laying Some board down, shorts. He's got board shorts board on. Board shorts, sandals, laying down on his side in almost a come hither pose. And I'm not going to say, I, I, I can't even lie about this. The word I would use would be jarring. Like, you, you, you ever just start your day and, like, one of the first things that you see completely throws you off and says, well, like, this can't be good. Did you see this thing? Of course, how could you not see this exactly. thing when you're walking into the building? Of how course, could you not I saw see it. The part that I thought was most jarring was the fact that the ape had a cigar. 
But that was the thing I didn't did understand. He did have a cigar. He did have a cigar. Now, as it was explained to me when I was walking into the building, it's a part of some type of NFT fest. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't get into the NFTs. I don't know a whole lot about the non fungible tokens. I that seventy five foot it. monkey is not making me buy an NFT. I'm just saying that they're promoting the NFT fest, and I think that Snoop Dogg or Rick Ross is supposed to perform as well. So, I mean, I think okay, that's, I'm that's down a part with that. Of, I'm cool with that too. The, the the ape sitting there laying on his side with the cigar, yeah, that that that's a lot. If you need to that, know, what, that's a lot for seven eight o'clock in the morning. If you need to know what we're talking about, you need to see it. I have tweeted it out at Chris Carlin. It's also on my Instagram. That guy yeah. Carlin, go check it out because this thing. Do you think Kevin Kevin Durant is going to like the, <laughs> like the tweet? Like he's in all of that stuff. I think he's going to write NFT, me back and say, NFT, "What's your definition and, of jarring?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Did you see the picture of this monkey? Have you seen it yet uh, to really get a feel for what it is, or Bubba for that matter? Have either of you guys seen this yet? I, I did. I'm a little concerned by it. Like, I yes, just, I just don't know what that thing is. I is, is it intimidating? I gotta see this thing. I, I keep hearing you guys talk about it. I got to see this. Uh, well, all right. We'll get back to this very important topic in just a bit after you have seen it because I need to get both of your takes on this and, and um, how exactly Nuna, I mean, Nuna just showed me did, did, how this what? sets a tone for your day. What is happening at the seaport right now? <laughs> exactly. I would just go home. At Chris Carlin on Twitter, that guy Carlin on Instagram. What? Go is check happening? this thing out. We'll get back to this in just a bit. Up next, though. Your team and who they're drafting and who they should be drafting. Jay Billis gives us the answer in just moments. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Shoei Otani Angel's situation is a fascinating one to monitor here. Over the next year, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And when we really look at this from an Angels standpoint, just look at what has happened with their organization really since they won the World Series in 2002. They have basically been a non-factor ever since. And especially over the last 10 to 12 years with the amount of money that they have spent and have gotten zero return on it in terms of results in winning. They have the best player in the game in Mike Trout, who doesn't necessarily want to be marketed. They went out and spent money. I mean, everybody forgets how much money they gave Anthony Rendon. A two ton years of ago. money. They gave him $240 million a couple of years ago. Chris, think about all that they have done. And now they are going to be faced with a situation with Shohei Otani after the 2023 season when he's a free agent when you could be looking at $400 million for Otani without blinking. That's a lot of money to be paying a player, $400 million, Carlin. But, I mean, it's a situation now where you've already got a guy that you're paying $400 million on your payroll in Mike Trout, and you're not getting a lot of return on that investment. When's the last time we talked about the Angels as a serious contender? 
Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. And so I, I don't know that Artie Moreno is willing to go down that road. And so if you're not going to pony up and pay Shohei Otani what the market could potentially be for him, then you got to look to move him sooner rather than later. Because the sooner you move him with more years on his contract, the better return you're going to get in terms of being able to rebuild your team. Now, you can't move him at the trade deadline this year. No. You, you have to give your team an opportunity all year long this year to really contend with him and try to find their way back into what is frankly a terrible division. Yeah, but you got another year of team control. So maybe you yes. move him in the offseason and you let whatever team that you move him to work out the contract portion of it. But yeah, I think that has to be the thought process for the Angels because there are going to be no shortage of suitors for Shohei Otani if they make him available. Just think about how badly that's been mismanaged. It just... You, you, it's not the Trout money, okay, that even bothers me. It's the Rendon money, and that's going to keep you from keeping potentially the best player in the sport when healthy and the most marketable player that's out there in Shohei Otani. That's yeah, nuts. Yeah, but here's the thing. It does give you the flexibility to go out and try to make a run at a guy like Aaron Judge if him and the Yankees can't come to an agreement on a long-term deal. Canty and Carlin in for a greenie on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. The NBA draft is tomorrow night. You can catch all of it right here on ESPN Radio and, of course, on ESPN as well. Jay Billis, nobody better to help break down the prospects that are entering this draft. Good enough to give us some time right now. Jay, it is Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. In for Greeny today. We appreciate the time. When you look at this draft, what is the number one theme that sticks out to you right away? Well, it's it's a difficult decision at the top between Jabari Smith of Auburn and Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga. And then I think it's a deep draft. Um, I think it, it goes all the way to number, you know, number forty, maybe even a little bit further than that, of guys that can can really play. Uh, so there'll be a lot of tough decisions toward the end of the first round as to, uh, to a player you may value. So it, 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 very good depth and then a really tough decision at number one. Jay, from your perspective, who's the most unique talent in this year's NBA draft? Oh, it's Holmgren. Yeah, Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga. Uh, he's, he's sort of a baby Giannis in the way he plays, except he shoots it way better than Giannis. And you can't really compare Holmgren to Giannis right now, but but comparing him to Giannis when he came into the draft, uh, I think is a fair comparison. I, I still don't believe, Chris, that, that Holmgren's body is ever going to mature to the level of Giannis's now. He's not that type of frame. I mean, his body actually looks like Sean Bradley's did uh, when he came out of BYU, but he is tough and competitive uh, shoots 40% from three, uh, big-time shot blocker, and unbelievably skilled. Like, he's not a, a, a seven-foot-five man. He's, a, he's more of a perimeter player that can grab a rebound and bring it up like Giannis, uh, handles it extraordinarily well, and, uh, and is a very good finisher uh, around the rim. But his ability to, to operate out of pick-and-rolls at his size, uh, to knock down threes and stretch the floor, uh, you, don't, you don't see players like him very often. In fact, I mean, you know, when people say unicorn, 
you know, I say, hey, man, I played against Ralph Sampson. Like, that dude, you know, he would have been a unicorn now. And if he was back then, you know, we've seen this before. But, but there are not very many of them. Jay Billis, ESPN College basketball analyst. He'll be part of the NBA draft broadcast tomorrow night, 7.30. Malika Andrews, Kendrick Perkins, Woj, Bobby Marks will all be there for all the coverage. When you look at Jabari Smith, Jay, who does he remind you of? He's got a little Durant in him uh, because he's 6'10 and uh, has a high release on his shot and can really shoot it. Uh, 42% from three, knocked down 79 threes on the season, if I remember right. Uh, really good athlete and does, you know, a good defender. Uh, so he can guard multiple spots, switch out. Uh, he's, I think he's the, the pick for Orlando. Um, but it's a close call. I mean, it, you, 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 I go back and forth on this one, but, uh, but I would, I would favor Smith. But I can certainly understand. I mean, it may be we look back in 10 years and say, what were you thinking? Because Holmgren turns out to be so good in the league. And, and as you guys know, the league has changed and evolved. The game's way different than it was even 10 years ago uh, when you would have seen, you know, some of these big guys valued higher than, than they are now. Uh, it's kind of like running backs in the NFL. I mean, they used to be the, the top picks off the board, and now they're not. Um, and that, that's the same way for some of these big guys that can't really stretch the floor. They get, the game's really changed. Jay, there are reports out there that the New York Knicks are trying to offer the Sacramento Kings a bevy of picks, including multiple first-round picks, for the opportunity to move up to number four, presumably to draft Jaden Ivey. What do you think of the player Jaden Ivey, and is that a potential good fit for the New York Knicks? Jaden Ivey of Purdue is a good fit anywhere. Uh, he's sort of he's got the speed and explosiveness of, of, of a Ja Morant. Like he's unbelievably fast uh, in the open floor and fast with the ball too, uh, and explosive getting the rim. But he's got sort of the length of a of a Dwayne Wade. He's not quite as as strong uh, as Wade became, uh, but but he's got a lot of game and he can shoot it. Uh, I think he still needs to become a, a, a more focused defender because with that length and athleticism, he should impact the game more on the defensive end than he did last year. But uh, uh, he's capable of it. And uh, he's a, a really solid young man, too. Um, but, but I'm a big fan of his. I mean, I, I think you could make an argument that he should be taken higher. But when you've got talents like Smith and Holmgren and Bancaro, uh, in front of you, uh, you know, I think you're you're more likely to see him go at four, uh, but he doesn't drop down more than that. He'll be taken at four. Jay Billis, ESPN College basketball analyst, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today. He, of course, part of all the coverage tomorrow night, 730 of the NBA draft. A guy you know pretty well, being a Duke guy, Paolo Boncaro. Jay, how does his game translate into the NBA? He's NBA ready right now, uh, 6'10", 255, um, really uh, good with the ball. And he can drive it with power. He's a skilled player, but not a finesse player. He's a power player. And, you know, when he drives and if, uh, if there's over-pursuit on the drive, he'll spin with power and, and explode off the floor. Good second jump, and he's a really good passer. Uh, among the, the bigger players in this draft, I think he's the best passer among those, those players. Uh, you know, another guy that I think he could be better than he's been on, on the defensive end. I, I think he got targeted a little bit last year, 
but uh, but he's still really young, and I, I think he's capable of being a, a much better defender. Uh, rebounds at a high level, but but very explosive off the floor. He can shoot it. Um, you know, I, he can be more consistent. He only shot 33% from three, and I think he's going to be a better shooter than that with time. Uh, but but he's got a, a complete skill set. And in, a, in other years, you know, he'd be the number one pick. I mean, I, early on in the season, he was talked about, hey, he's the number one pick, especially when, when Duke beat Gonzaga in Las Vegas. But uh, Smith and, uh, and Holmgren seem to have passed him in that race. Jay, you talked about this being a really deep draft. Can you give us a player that's not necessarily a household name that's going to be taken in the top ten that can find himself as an impact player in year one in the NBA? Most of the top ten guys uh, are more household names. There are two of them that aren't. Shaden Sharp, uh, who's coming out of Kentucky, but did not play this year. So he should have still been, been in high school, uh, but he reclassed and came to Kentucky, and, but, but didn't play. So when I would go to see Kentucky practice before a game I was calling, you know, I'm supposed to be watching the Kentucky team, and I was drawn to, to Sharp because he was so compelling to watch work out on his own. Uh, really explosive, can shoot it. If he would have stayed in school another year, uh, I think he'd be the number one overall pick in 2023. Now, long way to go. A lot of these guys we're talking about wouldn't have been considered that, but but shot up the draft boards with how they played, how they developed. But uh, and the the other one would be Dyson Daniels, who maybe not a lot of people saw play in the G League. Um, he's a kind of a Matisse Bible type uh, type defender. And uh, right now, his, his greatest value is his defensive versatility. But, uh, but I think he's going to be, become a much better offensive player. He's a solid offensive player right now, but that's not the headline with him. It's not his offense. It's his, his defense that, uh, that leads the way. Jay, awesome insight. We're looking forward to it tomorrow night, 7.30 ESPN. You and Malika Andrews and Woj and Perk and everybody with the coverage, thanks again for the time. Thank you. Jay Billis will be there tomorrow night for all of that coverage. We will also have uh, the NBA draft on ESPN Radio tomorrow night at 7 p.m. for all the coverage. And look, for me, I feel like Ivy is going to be a tremendous player. And Mm. if that opportunity is there for any number of teams to trade up to the fourth pick, boy, it's exactly it. It's not often that you can say this. The Sacramento Kings have got everybody right where they want them. (laughs) (laughs) When you've already got De'Aaron Fox and you've already got a kid from last year uh, that they drafted a point guard Mm -hmm. and, you know, they traded away Tyrese Halliburton. Davion Mitchell, thank you. And they traded away uh, Tyrese Halliburton this offseason. Everybody knows that they don't necessarily want to take him, but if they're forced to, they can take them and then call everybody's bluff and then say, all right, up for auction. What do we got? Yeah, it's kind of like what the San Diego Chargers did once upon a time with one Eli Manning, right? Yep. When Absolutely. Eli said he didn't want to play there, but he ultimately ended up being drafted by them. I mean, Jaden Ivey has let it be known that he's had zero contact with the Sacramento Kings, big fellow. <laughs> zero contact. So, I And mean, something tells me, no offense to the city of Sacramento, that Jaden is probably not that broken up about that. No, and, Jayden, and, I, and I have to believe that Jaden, being a CAA guy, would love the opportunity to join the New York Knicks to be in a big market. And we know the Knicks team president, Leon Rose, was the former head of CAA basketball. Yep. So I just, it just feels like if you connect the dots – 
that this is shaping up for the Knicks to make a big move over the next 24 hours to try to get into the top five to have the opportunity to draft Jaden Ivey because he can be a franchise-transforming type of player. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Remember the first time you discovered something amazing, like when you saw your first summer blockbuster in a theater or watched your favorite band live in concert? Well, what if that could happen to you with your job? Maybe there's a job that was made for you. ZipRecruiter can help you find it. Like a personal recruiter, ZipRecruiter works for you to find a great job or discover new opportunities that are the right fit for you. ZipRecruiter also pitches your profile to employers and they can invite you to apply for jobs. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. All right, I spoke of this a few moments ago, that when we walked into South Street Seaport Studios today... (laughs) There was a jarring image of a giant monkey lying on its side with a cigar, and they have now put the picture up on ESPN+, Plus. for those who haven't seen it. I tweeted the picture out a little while ago, at Chris Carlin. There, it, it's part of some sort of NFT promotion, but this is a 75-foot to 100-foot monkey. Am I underselling that? Am I overselling that? You might be overselling it a little bit. It's 50 feet at least. 50 feet. Okay. I'll give you 50 feet. The, the bottom line of this thing is, when you are starting your day and walking into work and trying to piece it together, like me, cup of iced coffee in hand, trying to get it together, and the first thing you see is a giant monkey. I'm not a karma guy, and not even karma. Like, I, I don't even necessarily believe in any kind of supernatural. You think this is an omen of some that sort? That was a bad sign. It was, it was an ominous sign. Like, I'm afraid for where the rest of my day is headed at this point. When the you day see is that. just going to go off the rails because you have an ape that's in mandals and holding a cigar with a captain's hat on. Yes. I mean, it completely threw me out. It well, I think it's, you're either going to go one off. of two ways, big fella. I mean, it's either going to do what it did to you and throw you off, or it's going to give you a smile. You're going to be like, you don't see that every day. Smile and then walk into work. It's going to be one or the other. What was your immediate reaction when you saw it? Well, here's the thing. You had already put it out there on Twitter, so I saw it before I even walked into okay. work today. So I, I was prepared for it, so it wasn't the same kind of shock value that it had towards you. Okay. But that being said, when you see it in person, it's like, what the hell is that doing there? Nuno, Bubba, what, what, your is, what is the purpose of it? Your takes on this giant monkey this morning, I'm, I and mean, if, if I'm overselling the, this. If, if that's the weirdest thing you see in New York City today, like I think you're you've had a pretty good day. But it could be a little jarring. You come around that corner at the seaport, right? You yeah. start heading, you, you see this, and then I think for you, like as you're walking into the door, you feel like its eyes are following you, right? And you're just yes, like, like, yes, like you want. So you were intimidated. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it comes down. That to. that's the kind of monkey that shows up in your nightmares. You were intimidated by him. Not intimidated, but just like. Stop looking at me, monkey. Okay. You were afraid. So, so you, felt a like bit. you felt like it was a rise of the Planet of the Apes situation. It could be. It could be. Uh, listen, take it over? This I mean, I, I, for it? Uh, yeah, I know the Statue of Liberty showed up at the end, but like, next thing you know, the, <laughs> the seaport's coming up out of the grass. I mean, Bubba, am I, am I wrong on this? Would this throw you off? It's, it's, I don't understand the point of it. I know you mentioned some NFT thing. It's very weird, but I've been thinking at this point, one minute, you should probably just light up a cigar and have one with them. 
Uh-huh. I got to be honest with you, whoever came up with the promotional idea, I can't imagine that they were sober when they did. <laughs> I can't imagine, can't they were imagine that. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan, plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. I don't know. I think I might need to wear the outfit. Might need to. I, need, I might need to wear the outfit, the A-pad on. How about this? From Albert Breer, just tweeted this a few minutes ago. Chairwoman Maloney of the committee. Carolyn Maloney. Yep. Carolyn Maloney announced uh, that is investigating the Washington commanders, announces she will order a subpoena for commander's owner Dan Snyder's testimony. You had your shot, bro. Wow. You had your shot. I guess now, whatever they, now over- they're going to take theirs. Good luck with that. Whatever trip it is, you better cancel it. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.